Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ben vs. Noel of Felicity podcast. I'm Brianna. I'm Kristen. Hi, everybody. Woo! Been forever. I know. It feels like we haven't recorded in like weeks and weeks, even though it was only two, but still. Right. It was a nice break. I know. It was. Not going to lie. I feel like I'm back in school and like waiting for the next holiday to be off of school. The only thing I'm thinking of right now is Thanksgiving, get here so we can be done with season two and then have like a two week break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Plus, like, I can't believe we're still on season two. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not just saying this because you just said it, but I was thinking last night about where season two started and like where we are now. So maybe when we do the last episode of the season, we can just kind of marvel at how much stuff happened in this season because holy crap, it's a lot of stuff. Right. But since we took a week break, unplanned sort of, we will now be ending season two the Monday of the week of Thanksgiving. So it's kind of perfect. It is. Totally. Yeah. That is great. So everybody, sorry about the unplanned week off. I'm sure you guys survived, as did we. So let's just uh, hop right into episode 19 here, entitled Party Lines. This episode originally aired on April 26th of 2000. I remember to add that in. I thought I was going to forget. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Kristen, I feel like I heard you say off air that you didn't love this episode very much. It was just fine. What didn't you like about it? I don't know. Like, it was just um, kind of boring. Like, we're never going to hear about this stupid student council again. And it's like, who cares about it? Well, right. No, I understand the point of the whole episode wasn't really the student council thing, but seeing different traits and different, like, relationships build, etc. But I just think it's kind of a, hmm, not a metaphor, but something about student government that people that are in it think it's such a big deal, but then once it's over, nobody gives two shits. Yeah. Is that a metaphor? I, um, is I it ironic? I don't think it's either of those. Cool. Don't you think? Me either. Not really quite sure what word I think it is, but it's something. Yeah. Irrelevant? Well, I don't know. It's okay. I was in honors English. I just want to that. What the? What it's does fine. that have to do with it? <laughs> because I can never think of the right terms or word for things like that. That's, I mean, it's English. It's right? weird. Like, I tuned out of what you were referencing when you were asking if it was a metaphor. So I can't <gasps> actually be sure if it was a metaphor or not. Or just you assumed. just said no because you assumed what I was think- saying was wrong. Yeah. Sorry about that. Cool. That's great. You guys are just witnessing some sibling youngest versus middle child's never right. She's always right. It's fine. Well, I, for one, I really liked this episode. Uh, it's definitely not in my top 10 or anything, but it just has a lot of laughs. I think I mainly love this episode because of Ben and Felicity's relationship throughout this entire episode. It's just, it's adorable. Um, so yeah, I, you know, this is the big race, you know, it's start to finish. We see right away. Felicity is clearly going to try to be a rule follower during this just really ugly you know, political student council race. <laughs> I mean, we see everything from trying vandalizing on posters to hacking websites to petty theft. Dealing, right, campaign materials. Breaking and entering. I mean, you name it. This this is just a hot, hot, hot race. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
I mean, maybe the most funny part about the episode was that they drew on Felicity's poster Chia Head. Because right. she kind of is a Chia Head. So I feel like I referenced this at some point and I was like, I'll mention it when I get to that episode. This is the Chia Head episode. You know, I feel like she said something in an interview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her and Scott Speedman were talking or something or about her haircut and he said he, she looks like a Chia Head or something. Right. Yeah. Reeling it back. Yep. But yeah, it just seems like everybody and their mother is running for student council president. I mean, I don't know, what are there, like seven or eight candidates, people we've never seen before. And yeah, they're all really passionate about it. They all really want to win. Richard's got his free pizza Fridays. Felicity's got... Uh, she believes in chalking. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know either. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's platforms went out the window this episode and they just were, it's like they were in sixth grade or some, it was just a weird episode with all of the... Um, antics the funny little antics that were going on so yeah and maybe I really I mean even in elementary school I feel like when student government became a thing I never participated in it so maybe I am just not familiar with the ins and outs and the heated race and you know trouble that you get into with trying to win I don't really know it's outside of my realm but yeah yeah so I mean the as far as the election goes, maybe we'll just kind of cover that. Like, you kind of hit all of the points that the candidates aren't being very nice to each other. We see right away the whole Chia Pet thing and um, or Chia Hair, and Ben's very protective of Felicity. So he, he told Felicity he saw Greg's campaign manager, like, doing that, and he chased him. And Felicity asks Greg, and Greg's like, no, he wouldn't do that. And this is, like, the whole thing through the whole episode is, these campaign managers and <laughs> first of all my thing I noticed about Greg in this episode is that he looks like he's about 30 in his late 30s he looks old and I know that they set him up in this way in this episode or maybe they didn't mean to but he is just such a douchebag I know we've covered this before I know everybody really understands our feelings about Craig David but the way he interacts with Felicity in this episode the way he interacts with Ben when he calls Felicity his girlfriend, which in turn is kind of psycho because they never even had that talk. Anyways, we can get back to that. But yeah, I hated him more in this episode than I think I have in any past episodes. I just want to get that on record because yeah. And Andre, yeah. what a perfect little sidekick for Greg because he's also like cool cargo shorts. What do we nom? You know? To say in nom? Yeah. <laughs> God. I, I don't I could not even begin to understand that reference. <laughs> no. I yeah. think Mitch makes that joke maybe about cargo shorts and nom. I'm not really sure. Because of the word cargo? <laughs> because they have a lot of pockets and can hold grenades. I have really no idea. I don't think Mitch makes that joke. Everybody, she's referencing Vietnam, if you didn't hear that. Nom. I, uh, I'll ask much about this joke. Stay tuned for next week's episode when I correct myself. Oh my god! Um, uh. Yeah, cargo shorts. <laughs> my husband Phil wore cargo shorts up until about three years ago, and finally, I I gave him multiple like reasons why, and then he wore them on like a golf outing with business people one day, and he understood. So he's <laughs> never worn cargo shorts again. They have so many pockets. That that is so much why stuff in them. Phil loves. Pockets. Does he put stuff in the pockets or he yes. just likes the option? Okay. He does like he has a coat with like a pocket, a breast pocket kind of. 
that's like vertical and he puts his eyeglasses in there. I mean, all the time I see him zipping things up in his pocket. <laughs> He's weird. Um, sorry, everybody. So to your point with Craig David, how he tells Felicity like to basically just get over it. Like suck it up. Yeah. It's like but I mean he's like right, but also this is the girl who you supposedly like and want to have a weekend, a getaway with. So supposedly your girlfriend. Supposedly. And yeah, that's another thing is he wants to take Felicity away for the weekend after this whole thing's over. So he kind of mentions that and she just doesn't really commit either way right away. Which I'm sorry. So they've gone out on one date, two dates officially. Just, I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. Would you say yes to a weekend away with a guy that you've gone out on two dates with who you've come to realize you don't really agree on anything with him with? On, no. With him on? I don't Me either. So. I think that's really weird. I would never mention that, bring it up as an idea after two dates, but that's just me. So eh, anyways. Right. So the, the whole loaded gun in this episode becomes that Ben has this information about Greg or Craig David or whatever his name is. He has this information about the drug possession. So he is trying to weigh what to do because Sean, I think Sean says something like you should, did Sean say something like that he should put that in the paper or something? Well, Ben, it's like after Felicity, you know, just gets a little upset about her posters being vandalized, Ben and Noel are, they're all like hanging out with the three of them. And he said, all you need to do is leak the drug possession stuff to the paper and he'd be out of this race. Right. And Felicity says she's not going to go there and, you know, she's not going to, like, basically play dirty. So Ben kind of gives her the idea of it. Yeah, and so what Ben does after the whole, when Craig David's like, my girlfriend. Yeah, my girlfriend. And Ben, and he's like, what are you, jealous of Ben? So Ben goes to Richard's room and... Like, out of breath. (laughs) Right, he must have, like, sprinted there. He was in track. And he gives Richard the information for Richard to use. So that's that, which he almost immediately regrets, but it's too late. What do you think about that decision? Bad decision. Bad decision. I don't know, man. You know, I mean, sure. I feel like I wouldn't have thought it was a bad decision if maybe he would have just told Felicity immediately. Well, right. But yeah, but still probably not the smartest, but I guess we've all probably been in his shoes where, you know, Craig David has really pushed his buttons. And just kind of kept, like, pushing him towards the edge. And finally, he just, like, went off. Yeah, and the whole thing was so silly because then they're at the debate and people are like, are are the posters true? Because Richard hung a bunch of posters now that have, like, the drug stuff. And this guy's like, are they true, man? And he's like, yeah, they're true. And people are like, well, were you a seller or did you just partake? And, like, it's just cringy. I was like, oh, God. That whole debate scene is cringy. First of all, why are there so many people in this auditorium? Again, who gives two shits about student government when you're in college? Do these all these people just not have class at the same time? I'm a little bit confused about that. And what about this seems something, even if there was, I don't even know if there's extra credit for a class. If you go to this debate, I still wouldn't go because it's fucking lame. It's just amazing to me. And another thing I'm going to bring up is, Hey, Megan, sit the F down. Yeah. This, I think that was one of the most cringeworthy things about this scene. Because as we discussed on last week's episode, I think you and I are both ready for her to be done with this storyline or her obsession with Greg. Because it's just so weird. It is. I feel like she's getting the Julie treatment. Like, what in the world have we seen from Megan this whole season? Or like these last like eight episodes? It's 
it's really bad and, and they're just doing her dirty, man. And it's just like, it doesn't fit mm. anything about Megan. It doesn't fit that she would be attracted to a guy like Craig David or that she would uh, even go to a debate or speak out a debate like, let's hear for Greg Stenson. Oh, it just like, ugh, it makes me uncomfortable just thinking about it. But if you really think about it, if you can look into the future of Megan's character, maybe it does make sense that she likes a guy like Greg. <laughs> Dorky type, you know? Cargo shorts. Just kidding. Yeah, the whole thing was just bad. Ultimately, what ends up happening in the election is it's a tie. How is there a tie? I don't know. I think they should do a recount. But Richard and Carolyn or something <laughs> tie. Carol Nanning. Yeah, Richard. I didn't know his last name was Code. I guess I always thought it was Code. C-O-A-D, Code. I think the girl who was, you know, announcing the results, I wanted to just, like, push her over. She was so annoying. Don't feel bad. I'm off to Harvard Law. Pause for reaction. I don't know. That just really bothered me. It bothers me every time I watch it, and I don't like her at all. It's just a stupid episode. That's why. I think I'm turning you like a little bit. <laughs> like it's just like talking about all these episodes like in season one with Kelsey when I would say I love this episode and then she would start picking it apart and I'm like yeah I guess it wasn't a very good episode huh <laughs> we've had like several good ones in a row and this one just like yeah like that girl who was stepping down from the president like they're at the Epstein bar again is this the only bar why is everyone <laughs> always at the Epstein bar I don't understand sponsored by Epstein bar <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's wrap up the election. It's fine. Yeah, I guess we can also say that per Sean's terrible advice, going back and forth about his advice of what Ben should do if he should tell Felicity that he leaked the news to Richard or not tell her, he is going to tell her, but he's too late because, of course, Richard opens his big mouth and blabs it to Felicity, who in turn decides to then make a rash decision and go on a weekend away with Greg. Right. You. She had already told Greg that she just wanted to do dinner and then immediately changes her mind upon hearing this news from Richard. Which, you know, hindsight, she should kind of understand Ben's feeling because what Ben pushed her over the edge a little bit with her finding out he leaked the news. So she's making a rash decision on going to this weekend with Greg and Greg pushed Ben's buttons to make him leak the info. Eh, whatever. Weird spider webby of emotions of dumb decision making. Right. So Felicity and Greg head up to Rhinebeck and Ben learns the news from Megan. And so we see him at Central Grand Central Station buying a ticket. FYI, ticket place. Rhinebeck, beautiful town. Love it. Used to go to their farmer's market all the time. It's like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Culinary Institute of America, but it's about 15 miles north of that. I used to always go to their farmer's market. It's where Chelsea Clinton got married. Great town. Like, how far is that from the city? Oh, um, yeah, maybe, like, just about two hours. Okay, got it. Long train ride with no bathroom on the train. Is that the same train we would have taken from Poughkeepsie to the city? Probably. Cool. Okay. Don't have bathrooms on it, everybody. Just FYI. Hold it. Yeah, that's tough. So, yeah, that's where we leave off with that. I mentioned last week about, you know, speaking of Julie, about the her weird all-of-a-sudden thing she has with Noel, but we really see this come to fruition uh, Julie and Elena are hanging out. She's still picking at their walls and they're talking about Tracy and Elena really wants to do something like romantic with Tracy. So their relationship is kind of evolving. Julie suggests lobster and beer. Yeah. Right. So that's what they're going to do. Yep. Elena's concerned because 
her and Tracy made out for like an hour on the door stoop and he didn't even ask to come up. What a prude. <laughs> right. So she wants to make him this lobster, wear a cute little skirt and seduce him, it seems like. <laughs> With some beer and lobster. Yeah. And this is the weird part is when, you know, Elena is like, how do I get rid of the roommate? And Julie's offers to take care of Noel. Even though I know what's going to happen and everything, it's still just, it's just like two pieces of a puzzle that don't fit. Like, you know, you try to force it in there and it just isn't going to work. I just don't see her and Noel together at all. And it's but just weird that they're trying to make it a thing. Do you think they are? Because she didn't say anything weird. Like, she liked Noel. She just, like... But did you notice her facial expression? I did, yes. But so also, it was very, like... Mm. It also just seemed like they were hanging out as friends. Because she gave Noel, like, really good advice. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, quit trying to make it happen. Like, quit trying to make you and Noel thing. You know? Right. Stop trying to make fetch happen. The next thing we see with Julie and Noel is they're at... It looks like a sort of, like, farmer's market-esque type thing. And they're basically just talking about all the things they have in common. And you're right. She does give Noel the great advice about Ruby. Right, because Ruby's back. She went to see Noel, and she went to tell him, like, how her parents took the news. And she made it clear that she had not told Wade, the baby daddy, yet. And she doesn't plan to. So Noel is... Don't ever say baby daddy again. So Noel, <laughs> Noel is telling Julie this, and Julie has very strong opinions that the dad needs to know. And she tells Noel why, because it's basically what happened to her. Like, her dad still doesn't know she exists. Right. So, and which puts her in a precarious position, because she wants to know her dad she'll be breaking up a family. What did you think of her advice? Did you think it was appropriate to give that advice? Did you think it was good advice? What did you think? Yes, I thought it was really good advice. I thought she used her example well, and I liked that Noel told Ruby, and Ruby is taking it into consideration. I was like, yeah, I was, um, I agree. I thought it was really good advice, and I don't, something like I didn't really think about until Julie gave this advice, like thinking about it from like Wade's point of view and this child when it eventually grows up. But it annoyed me at first when he's telling Ruby this and she's just like, no, I'm not going to tell him. And she's like, I don't want your advice on this topic anymore. And he's like, well, you know, hold on a second here as the perceived father, whatever, you know? And yeah. So I just thought it was weird that Ruby wasn't going to listen and didn't understand how she was being selfish. But then again, I also have to remember that Ruby is supposed to be 18 and you know, right. still a child herself. Exactly. And yeah, I liked that Noel said, hold the phone. Like you cut me out of when you thought I was the dad. So yeah, it's, it's all good. And I, have you ever known anybody named Wade personally? I don't think I have. Um, no, no. That's an interesting, interesting name. Wade. Yeah. Anyway. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's kind of like with Julie and Noel, he just lets her know it was really good advice and she says what a good friend he is, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, the big reveal with Elena and Tracy, he she cooks the lobster and they're making out, which I just think it's kind of gross to watch people just making out. I don't know. Yeah, I need it to be like a half second scene instead of just really keep focusing on it. They do that with Grace too. Like, I, I get it. You're making out. I don't need to keep yeah, watching it. Like, <sighs> I know. It's like, does he, take, does he taste like lobster and beer? Like, did you, I don't know. These are weird things I think about. And he stops, like he like stops her and he just leaves abruptly. And so she's freaked out. And then he goes over there and says, what? Tracy is apparently very religious and he is not going to have sex until he's married. And Elena is just kind of 
taken aback by this. And she's like, I don't know anybody who's waiting until they're married. And, but sure enough, Tracy is, you know, she made the good point. Like you can tell she's trying to poke holes in his theory here. She's like, well, your parents had you before they're married. And he said, he doesn't want to make that same mistake. So he's got the V card and he's not giving it up. Nope. And so she kind of ponders it for a couple of days and she goes to him at the Epstein bar and says, she just thinks they should be friends. And he said, okay, well, I won't try to convince you otherwise, but then they hug a kiss. So and they just start making out basically on the dance floor at Epstein bar. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of just, I don't know, like how I would react in that kind of situation. Like how do you, I can't say, cause I've never been in that situation, but uh, yeah, more power to you, you know, just, mm-hmm. there's just so many storylines in these episodes right now that are just kind of running parallel with Gray's because April Kepner, you know, V card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see it. April Kepner and Tracy have both made these huge promises to Jesus. I wonder if either or both of them will keep their promises. Have to stay tuned. More to come, people. More more to come, more to come. Yeah, so this is an interesting and I'm sorry, like it almost makes it easier for me to stop talking about this episode because these next two episodes especially in two episodes, which is the Aretha theory, which is hands down my most favorite episode. It just makes me more excited. I, and you're right. This episode is a build up to everything that's coming down the pipeline here. And yeah, it's just interesting to think too, like we were talking about how season two started, you see Felicity now and she's all of a sudden just this girl who will go on a weekend away with a guy that she doesn't know super well. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's what I got. Yeah. It's going to be a great next couple weeks. Whew. Do you remember the Aretha Theory episode? Um, No. I mean, I'm okay. sure I will once I get to it. Got it. Okay. My favorite part about this episode is when Felicity and Ben break into that guy's room. And it seemed like her and Ben were dating through this episode. Like, there's that part where she's, like, scribbling on Richard's poster. And Ben just, like, grabs her from the side and just, like, runs her away. And it just it makes me miss them as a couple. And you can just tell that they are both just like dancing around this issue. And I can't wait to see it come to light. My gosh, me too. So it's all happening. You choose Ben. I do choose Ben. (sighs) Do I need to defend this decision? Not really, because like, what was Noel doing in this episode, except giving great advice to Ruby, I guess. But even though Ben did some like, sketchy things with divulging that information, I would have done the same thing. For sure. So, you know, we're all psycho and weird when we're 19 years old. And especially when we have somebody we're interested in, you know, all rules go out the window. For sure. I'm going to choose Noel because I did like the advice he gave. And I thought he was a good friend of Felicity helping her with a campaign. And I like that he's getting along with Ben. So I just choose Noel. That was a cute scene with the three of them just like hanging out, hashing it out about the campaign trail, you know. Right. Um, let me see. I don't really have any trivia for this episode. It bothers me that this website I look at that has trivia. I mean, let me just give you an example. So for trivia, it says Richard and Carol Manning win and become co-presidents. Ben tells Richard about Greg's past with drugs. Sean went to Lincoln Junior High and won an Entrepreneur of the Year award. First of all, what? Did we miss that information? No, he was telling them. Yeah, I didn't miss it. I saw it. Oh, I clearly just blocked that out. But yeah, the other two things are not trivia. They're just facts that happen. And I got really excited because in the music section, it said the graduation song by Vitamin C. Do you remember that song? It said it's playing 
Felicity and Greg in the mountains. So that seems like maybe it's next episode, but I was really excited to hear it because who doesn't love that song? I can't remember how it goes. As we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Please remember. stop. <laughs> oh, God. That one. Okay. So we talked about life and the plans that we made. Speaking of life, I don't know anywhere style categories. Here we go. Woo woo. God, it's been, I mean, like three weeks since we've recorded. So hopefully we have some updated things to add to oh our lifestyle. Yes. First up, food news. Why don't you go first this time? Uh, food news. So I've been eating a lot of delicata squash, which is the most delicious thing in the world. Putting it on pizzas, having it just as a side, making a lot of homemade pizzas. What else? Boy, pressure is on. What's a delicata squash? What one does that look like? Is that the one that looks like a pumpkin except it's smooth? No, it's like oblong-ish, like oval What color is it? It's like yellow with speckles of like green. You can eat the skin. Okay. Feels like we talked about this last time, but I can't be sure. I don't think so, but you and I have talked about that because you said you were having a hard time finding that, right? At one point? They're very seasonal. So I've recently bought like six and I will keep stocking up on them throughout the winter. Okay. I'm just, I'm always in to try new squashes because I see them all the time and I have no idea what they are. I know I like butternut squash and acorn squash. Yeah. You'll love this squash. Mom eats it a lot too. Do not like spaghetti squash. Yeah. I've tried the whole spaghetti squash thing and it's just, it's fine. I just don't really like, I wouldn't go back to it. It does not replace spaghetti. Not even close. Ugh. Yeah. And then other than that, Well, so we are moving and we went to our favorite Mexican restaurant last week. It was like 70 degree one day here. So we went and sat outside and had delicious, like we ate, gorged ourselves on chips and queso. Maybe this was two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. chips and queso and then tacos and margaritas. And it was so good. What about you? Food news. Food news. Um, I don't feel like there's been anything big happening. We get our like first shipment in like two months of every plate this week. I got this one recipe, Korean chicken bibimbap, B-I-B-I-M-B-A-P. Bibimbap or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to say that, but it's, you know, like this delicious like chicken dish with some carrots and rice with a fried egg on top, Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound very adventurous, but for me, it's pretty out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So we got those recipes on Thursday, which very excited to try, but I'm more so looking forward to warm and comforting meals. We had our first, well, we haven't had, we're having our first snowstorm in Minneapolis right now. I think the newest model is four to six inches today. Um, I just want you guys to know it's October 20th right now. Nice. They keep comparing this to the Halloween of 1991. Oh, geez. Calm down. Like, is this the next Halloween snow, the next white Halloween snowstorm? Good Lord. But yeah, other than that, we really just don't have that much food news, unfortunately, for our listeners. I know. I I agree. Wait, I agree with the comfort food thing. Like I made a good chili the other night for football Sunday and it was so good. Like I'm into soup. <laughs> I'm into soup, just soup city right now. I made some chicken noodle soup last weekend. So anyways. It's all good. Mark suggested we had cornflake chicken for dinner last night. And he's like, should we have a side or something? We just don't normally really eat sides. And we have like this bag of frozen corn from Costco in the freezer. He's like, what about that frozen corn? <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. 
So I just was very surprised that he said that. So yeah, we had some cornflake chicken and a side of corn last night. So it's good. <laughs> you guys typically just eat a slab of chicken and that's it? Yeah, because we just, we get, I don't want to say we get burnt out on sides. We just don't have a lot of good sides in our repertoire. Repertoire? 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 Repertoire. So, you know, for instance, we do like a salad sometimes or like fries in the air fryer or like potatoes. We just didn't really have anything except corn. Okay. So we made a heaping bowls of frozen corn that I sauteed up with some spices and a little, I had a little bit of honey in there actually. Wow. Yeah, I did also add a little bit of butter, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Nice. Uh, What are you guys watching? Anything new? Man, so what day? It's late October. So The Bachelorette has started. Right. I haven't watched the newest episode because it airs today. So weird. Um, But happy it's back. I don't know how I feel about this season yet. We watched some really good documentaries on Netflix and, you know, that social media one that everybody was talking about a couple months ago. I finally watched it. That was really good. And that, do you remember what that one was called about AOC and? Don't. Hold on. I actually want to know because I do want to plug it here. As we go by, <laughs> Is that in the OC too? All the times we. Knock down house. Okay. So yeah, we watched the AOC and documentary knock, knock down the house. Mm-hmm. Really good. I just kind of stumbled on it and wasn't going to watch it, but I learned a lot. Like I had told you, I had no idea how she got nominated or like her path to being one of the nominees and really interesting. And I highly recommend that to people, but, um, I'm excited for what's coming. I know This Is Us starts in a couple weeks. Um, Grey starts in a couple weeks, I think, also. Um, there was one other thing, but I can't remember what Great it was. Great British Bake Off? Yeah, Great British Bake Off started. We're watching that. It's caught up with Dancing with the Stars. Caught up with Great British Bake Off. It's just been really great to have the normal TV kind of slowly starting to come back. So what about you guys? Um, not really. Lots of football. Better, Better Call Saul still. We're almost done with Better Call Saul. We watched like that one documentary about that Chris Watt killing his wife. Oh, that's right. Yep. Shanann. Shanann. In turn, Mark and I also watched it. Great documentary. It was really Man. good. Um, really riveting. sad. Really like not a, it's just kind of a downer, but it was riveting. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't call it a good documentary. It was, it was well done. No, it was good. Maybe. Yeah. And I also have watched the um, documentary you're talking about, Knock Down the House or whatever it's called. Um, and it's just so interesting because it basically follows like real like people almost trying to get into government politics and whether you agree with their politics or not. It's just interesting because it kind of shines a different light on things. So I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting time to watch that now too, but just even trying to and it doesn't matter like you said who you agree with or who you don't agree with, it's just trying to get new people into like our system, you know, people that haven't been that aren't like super old white men who have been there for 50 years and like aren't even really trying to change anything anymore, just kind of complacent and whatever. So it's it was interesting to see their fight and like that she was the only one that won. Yeah, and I also, like that's probably why a lot of people voted our current president in was because he was not a career politician. 
key with oh, somebody sure. different. And I think sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that's what makes it all interesting. Yep. And I think that's like from the flip side of, you know, Trump maybe being an interesting nomination four years ago. This is why it's exciting that Kamala Harris is vice president because she's a woman, she's a woman of color. She's like, just, you know, it's exciting to get behind people that haven't really been in these roles before. So yeah, register to vote everybody. Um, <laughs> times times running out. <laughs> right. And yeah, I think she obviously Kamala has dipped into politics, but like she's refreshing because she's not a career politician, you know, and any other news you want to touch on? You know, it's, it's snowing out. We have another sewing class tonight that we're excited for. What other life news can I say? I don't even know. Yeah. I feel like I had a lot of things to say about it, but whatever. Well, we're moving and we closed in our house last Friday. So we stayed up there, did some painting, did all these things that you do with houses. And we're just going to continue to do that over the next couple of weeks and officially move up there mid-November. And Mark and I will be joining you guys just like at the end of November. Not moving up there quite yet, but... I will say I so we had that rally a couple weeks ago, the Cannon Fall rally, which pl- shameless plug, we raised over $20,000 for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's awesome. Great group of people with that rally on. Um, but you know, we are back up through Michigan. And it just put fuel on the fire for me to want to move to Michigan. It's so beautiful. It's not I was telling Kristen, it's not just like Minnesota, where if you want to live on a lake, you have to basically go up north to get to like the beautiful parts it's just like everywhere in Michigan seems so really just perfect it does yes I I love it I've got the I've got the itch so. yeah, yeah yeah do it you maybe if we uh keep being able to move or remo- work remotely that'll uh, make it a little bit of an easier transition for us for sure to be continued dun, dun, dun. other than that I think that's it you yeah I think so um I had some wedding anxiety happen today about the pandemic, but you know, it's fine. They just like Dr. Fauci had an interview where he thinks that masks and everything will still be a thing within the next year, even if a vaccine comes out. And it just made me like panic that June is not far enough away. (laughs) So, but whatever, that's future us's problem. So exactly. It is. What I am looking forward to is next week's episode episode 20 which is entitled Wowza. Ben was here so look forward to that with us just can't can't even wait and uh yeah if there's nothing else we'll be talking to you guys next week and have a great week stay safe stay healthy register to vote boom all right bye everybody bye, bye. bye.